Right now, though, it's GeoQuiz time, and here's a little Baroque music to help you search for the answer. It's a duo in F major for violin and viola. What's interesting is that it's being played on Mozart's violin, his actual personal violin, really. The historic instrument is normally kept at the Mozarteum in the European city where Mozart was born. The city's in Austria, near the northern edge of the Alps, about 200 miles west of Vienna. You name the place. We're back with more on Mozart's personal violin later in the program. This is PRI. So we asked earlier in today's GeoQuiz where you'd find Mozart's personal violin, because to see it up close and hear it played, well, it's a little like getting inside Mozart's head just for a moment, like you're stepping back in time to an 18th century musical world. Well, to find Mozart's violin and the answer to the GeoQuiz, we've got to leave the studio and take a short walk here at WGBH. So we're moving down the hall from Studio C7, where we usually broadcast a show from, to the Fraser Performance Studio. Mozart's concert violin and viola are now in the United States for the first time, and a handful of musicians are going to have the chance to play them. Ulrich Leisinger, who's head of research at the Salzburg-based Mozartium Foundation, we're going to go meet him in Fraser right now. So apparently Mozart's violin is the one on the left being played by the bearded gentleman and his viola is being played by the woman in the middle. Amazing. We're in the presence of history here. I feel Mozart is in the room. Honestly. That's crazy. This is the first time, Ulrich, this is... It's the first time in the States with one exception, namely that the viola was actually for a decade here when it came into the possession of, uh, of a gentleman but it was then sold to us in 1966. Could we step in here? It may be a little quieter. We can have a nice conversation. You came here with these instruments from Salzburg. How rare is it that Mozart's violin and viola even leave Salzburg? They travel rarely because it's a lot of work to prepare and to do. We have set them up on two different planes, each accompanied by two people, so this makes four already for just two instruments, so we don't do that very often. On two different planes in the event that if the plane were to crash, at least both instruments don't die? Yeah, this is a something that the insurance put on us. I think, on the other hand, you double the risk of one plane crashing down, so I do not see a big advantage. Now, I think, I think most people think of Mozart as a composer on the piano and as a pianist, but how often did he pick up uh, this violin and viola to perform? The picture is a little bit wrong because in the end, Mozart started both as a violinist and as a pianist. And one of his first public performances was playing a violin concerto at the age of seven, though not at Carnegie Hall, but at least in the Salzburg residence of the Archbishop. Later, he often played the violin. He was concertmaster at the Salzburg court, and we really have to imagine that he played the violin concertos we all love and adore himself frequently, and he even took them on his travel to Mannheim and Paris. We know Mozart's music is a creation of genius. How was he as a violinist? Was he pretty good? He was probably more than just pretty good. (laughs) He himself told at some point that he really excelled on the instrument, and his father told him, 
you know you could be the best violinist on the world. You really do not know how well you're playing. What's the story of these instruments since Mozart's death? Where have they been? Have they had kind of these storied adventures, or do we know pretty much where they've been this whole time? We know a lot, but not all details. The violin practically did not leave Salzburg. We are fairly sure that the instrument remained there when Mozart left for Munich first to perform Idomeneo and then was called to Vienna by the archbishop who was on a visit. And this instrument was later found in the possession of Mozart's sister. She herself was not an accomplished violinist, so she sold the instrument when the father of one of her keyboard students asked for an instrument. But from this point on, the instrument was regarded as Wolfgang's instrument, and this has the fortunate situation that the instrument was not changed during the 19th century as most historical instruments are. I mean, I play jazz and blues violin. If I asked you to play it right now, you'd, what would you say? I think Mozart himself, though he, jazz did not exist at this point, he would have improvised on his instrument as well, though in this respect, his times and ours are not entirely different. Any chance I could try it? Perhaps after the concert, okay. <laughs> we can try to set this up. Ulrich, thank you very much for speaking with us. Thanks. I wish everybody great pleasure with our instruments and Mozart's music. Well, if only this violin could speak. It can. Indeed. That was Ulrich Reisinger from the Mozartium Foundation based in Salzburg, Austria. And Salzburg is the answer to our geo-quiz. you are hearing Mozart's strings right now. No, it's not me. This is Mozart's duo for violin and viola, number one in G major. You can see pictures of these historic instruments and this performance at theworld.org. This is PRI, Public Radio International.